0: Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Michael. And I'm Gina. Gina, we've come to the final movie. Yes. In this little project we're doing.
1: Feels like a big project.
0: It was a big project.
1: It's, it's been a lot of, it's, it turns out it's a lot of movies. This is
0: number 23. Whoa. Now there are other movies coming up sooner or later
1: whenever this thing, this pandemic ends. We'll have Black Widow coming and... Remember when we started and we thought, "Oh, maybe we'll get to go see Black Widow in the theater in November." Yeah. November 2020. Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. No. Ha, no. Ha, ha. But I'm ha, very ha.
0: glad we did this project during the pandemic cuz it gave us something to do. It did. Not that you had any shortage of things to do at all.
1: No, in fact, I would say that this prevented me from getting some stuff done. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> what?
0: Really? This little little project that's only takes a well, really only takes you a few hours a week. It takes me several more. Oh
1: come on. I have a lot more time on my hands. I actually do really love it. it. I do. I I don't I like it when you say, Oh, now I've gotta edit with this twinkle in your eye. Well, editing for the first few
0: times was very frustrating because I really didn't know what I was doing and it took me anywhere from three to four hours to do it. And now I've got it down to a more manageable two. Sometimes a little bit longer, but Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and. I want to do more podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's which is great for me. I don't know if it's great for an audience, but I'm going to try some other things. Well, and I know we are eventually or maybe we'll continue this
1: one. Hit the right thing. Well, I think we will come back to this as, and as the movies go on.
0: Yeah. Our audience long... is screaming for it. Well, are we going to have things in between though because that's a long time. We really don't know when Black Widow's coming out. Oh
1: yeah, we're not going to wait for it. I mean, yeah. I have I I have a really good idea for our next podcast.
0: You do. I'm looking forward to it. And I I think it's another thing we have to wait for, though.
1: No, we can start it.
0: It's traveling. Where are we going to go?
1: It's staycation. Well, that's um, how it starts.
0: No, I don't remember the idea.
1: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) So you're pretty excited about the idea. I just I thought
1: it involved traveling. No, that's well, that's. That's that's the next level of that one. It starts with staycation and we explore local things as if oh, we right. are tourists. And we can start with outside things or things that are open and you can go in with a mask. I mean, we, we can
0: do it. We can do that. We did do a nice long road trip and we managed to not get COVID the whole time. We did.
1: And it's a way for us to enjoy exploring our local community. And I think we may get more followers.
0: Oh, we'll see. Yeah, one thing I do want to bring up. Uh, <laughs> oh, because, we'll see. Well, we right now, I mean, it's steadily gone down, our, our listeners. So I don't know if that just means it, it's a natural taper, tapering off of listeners or if it's just that, I don't know, maybe we're not that great at this. I don't know. I think they're too
1: long. It's too much of the same thing.
0: Oh, I don't know. I think people like the long podcast. They probably don't even notice. That's my theory. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. But anyway, we got our first one-star review. I mean, yeah, mean, it was a one-star rating. We didn't get a review out of that.
1: Yeah, we didn't even get a review. We just got a one-star rating, which makes me think it is definitely one of our enemies trying to sabotage us. And one by our, our enemies. enemies, I mean one of my enemies. Yeah,
0: it very well could be. It very well could be. <laughs> But what we're going to ask you to do... Where please, was that, by the way? It was on Apple Podcasts. So what we'd love you to do, and we, we asked for this at the end of the show, but please go and rate this podcast if you are listening. We'd like to know who you are, first of all. We want to hear from you and give us a review. Let us know, even if it is a one or two star review, let us know what we could well, do better in the future. Let us know
1: why we suck.
0: Yeah. Please tell uh, us we why we it. suck. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it'll probably be because of me, because everybody's going to like you, Gina. I get it. And I
1: get that. No. You don't think so? Anyway,
0: if you could go review this on Apple Podcasts, that'd be wonderful. Uh, Also, I think it it raises our visibility a little bit so other people can start downloading this. And who knows? Maybe we'll break 1,000 total downloads. We're pretty close to it right now. Are we? We are, which is pretty cool. (laughs) So anyway, I think we'll move on. Yeah, let's move on. Should we do the mailbag? Let's do it. All right, mailbag.
1: Nick asks, if there was a superhero to turn to the dark side, who would have the most compelling storyline?
0: I really like this question uh, because it kind of reminds me of the old days when I used to watch professional wrestling. And I don't know if you know the terms for this, but usually the good guys are called faces and the bad guys are called heels. And so it was always they amazing.
1: Definitely did not. That's know okay.
0: That. You don't need to really know it, but I just like the idea of a good guy doing a heel turn. Because a lot of times, a good guy, if they've kind of become stale because they've been doing the same character for a long time, they turn him into a bad guy.
1: Oh. Because there
0: was a. Whole
1: temporarily t- or permanently? Sometimes,
0: usually temporarily. They'd come back eventually. But like Hulk, okay. Hulk Hogan, who was. you knew, Even you knew Hulk Hogan, right? I mean, you yes. knew who he was. I mean, he was the, the good guy. Mm-hmm. And then finally. After several years, they turned him into a bad guy, and it mm. worked out great for many years. But then that act got stale, too. So anyway, I love the idea of a superhero having a heel turn. Okay. So did you have an idea for one?
1: I think you should go.
0: Okay. I had a few ideas. It's, it's a tough one because I think there's so many compelling stories. I think Captain America is probably the obvious choice just because he's a symbol in a lot of ways. I mean, he's all that's good. Right. right. He's
1: such a good, good, good that and that was the one that I that was the main one I thought of, but you said, Oh, Captain Captain America's so obvious. So well, I was trying to think was... of a better one.
0: Yeah. Well <laughs> he is obvious and that's but it, it is a good choice. And, he seems
1: like he'd be one of the hardest ones to turn.
0: Yeah. Well I know they did this in with one of their kind of what if storylines, like what if Captain America was actually part of Hydra. I think they did something like that. Who did? Uh, Marvel, the comics, I should say. The Where? comics that I don't know. They oh, just, like in the comic. In books? the comic books, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. So, the other person I thought was Hulk. I think Hulk would be amazing as a bad guy because how do you stop him?
1: Well, but yeah, I agree to a certain extent. But I think that's one of the fun things about the Hulk is that he's he's not a bad guy, but he's kind of a bad guy because yeah. he's so unpredictable, and there's right. always going to be a lot of. Destruction. But what if you and, just
0: turn him completely bad? Cuz he seems to have Well, again, this is the the whole thing with the Hulk is like what are his powers? Are they under control or are they under control? I have no idea. This
1: has been under debate right? throughout so, the MCU. What, a,
0: what about a completely out of control Hulk?
1: Hmm.
0: And then when he's not the Hulk, he's Dr. Bruce Banner. Is it yeah, Dr. uh, I'm not the only one who forgets. Well, no, it's because I keep thinking of Dr. David Banners, which is what they called him in the TV show.
1: Mm, And mm -hmm. I
0: kind of get them messed up sometimes. Really dumb. Anyway, he's also he's very smart on top of that. And when he's not the Hulk, that's pretty dangerous too. Right. So there's some... There's some compelling storylines there as well. You can make a compelling storyline out of a lot of these.
1: You could. And I mean, some of them, it feels like I was thinking of Scarlet Witch or Doctor Strange, but they'd be so insanely powerful. Scarlet
0: Witch kind of did a face turn instead of a heel turn. She was a bad guy and turned into a good guy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, did you have one? I'm sorry. I've talked a lot.
1: Uh, No, no, that's fine. (laughs) i think yours are good i don't i mean i think captain america was the one i was thinking of okay
0: hey, think about loki loki did a face turn and a heel turn and a face turn and a mm-hmm. heel turn sometimes within the same movie i just
1: gonna cut you off now anyway we're gonna go on to the next question <laughs> okay. which is also from nick
0: these are all from Nick, by the way, because none that you asked I think a question. In, I think I'm shaming the end, all of you.
1: Nick is our VIP listener. I think so He's too. He's really hung in there with us. I think so. Uh, okay, this is for you, Michael, because okay. I have no idea what the answer is. Okay. After Spider Man movies, Toby, Andrew, Tom, preference and why?
0: Do you know what that means?
1: I'm assuming that these are the different actors who've played Spider-Man. That is correct. So but Tom
0: Holland is the current one. Mm-hmm. The first one was Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. and the second one was Andrew Garfield. So as far as the best one, hands down, it's Tom Holland. He nails the essence of Spider-Man. He's a goofball. He's a young kid, first of all, uh, and he just he hits all the right notes for Spider-Man. The other two are fine. Andrew Garfield, I think, got hindered because his movies weren't great.
1: Okay. So I think that hurt him a little bit. So it was the movie more than the actor.
0: Yeah. I think he would have been fine if the material around him was better. Tobey Maguire was a good Spider-Man. Not as goofy as Tom Holland. Still pretty solid because the movies were pretty good. Well, Spider-Man 3 wasn't very good. But Spider-Man 2 is one of the best superheroes that's ever been made. Okay. It's so good. uh, Which Sam Raimi directed... I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. He's directing the next Doctor Strange movie. So I'm excited to see what he does mm. with it. Okay. So I would say Tom Holland, so Tom. Then, uh, then Tobey Maguire, then Andrew Garfield. But they're all fine. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. And we are moving on to our final question, also from Nick. Yes, Nick. And this is a good one uh, more broad philosophical question. Mm-hmm. Why do superheroes continue to interest us as humans? Is it truly just having the superpowers or is there something more primitive to our love of superheroes?
0: I've talked too much already. So why don't you go and answer? <laughs>
1: um, wow. Uh, I guess I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about this, but it's such a good question. And I guess I think the, the first thing that I think of is just we feel so helpless so much of the time in the world with all of the pain and destruction and sadness around us. And the idea that someone could actually come in and help and save it is, yeah, I mean, that that's what it is. It's, I, I think it's just the, the desire that somebody could save us when it seems like there's no hope.
0: I think that's pretty much what I was thinking, too. Honestly, it's I think humans just have a natural need to be taken care of or a desire to be taken care of. And when you think about a superhero, they're, they're taking care of all of us in a lot of ways, right? There's, there's a lot of bad things happening in the world, and then there's this force of good that we can count on to keep us
1: safe. Well, and even if it's not an epic, epically horrific situation that's going to mm-hmm. affect the whole world or a country, we've all been in a situation where we felt... Like there was no way out. It, mm-hmm. there, there was no hope. yeah, and the idea that someone could come in in that moment and say, "Wait, there is hope. That's what we all want. That's what we all wish for when we're at that moment. So this this personifies that, yeah, in a character
0: well, they talk about Superman a lot. I know he's he's d c, but whatever. Bear with me for a moment. But they talk about Superman as always being a symbol of hope and almost like a Christ symbol. Mm -hmm. And in a couple of the movies, they made it pretty obvious that it was a Christ symbol, kind of in a real obvious punchy-in-the-face kind of way. But there's a moment in Superman Returns, which is a great movie, contrary to popular belief. It's a really good Superman movie where he takes Lois up into the sky. And she basically is asking him, where were you for five years? Because he was gone for five years and the world kind of went to hell. And there's this really great moment where he says to her, do you hear that? And she says, no. And he says, I hear everything. And then he just goes back because he had to leave for five years mm. because everybody looked to him to save the world.
1: Mm-hmm. It's probably pretty
0: exhausting being Superman. Mm-hmm. So I always admired that about that movie. Oh, yeah, that is neat. It's this really great moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, what do you think about that? Is there something more primitive to our love of superheroes?
0: I mean there's just a love of just I think the idea of good versus evil, right?
1: Yeah we love it. Again, I just think it's that it's that need to feel hope.
0: Yeah. And that's the mailbag. So today, Gina, we're going to be watching Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. Uh, how you feeling about it? Eh. <laughs> well, you were kind of lukewarm on the first one. Like you liked it but you weren't thrilled by it. Same with me.
1: Well, I really like Spider-Man, but this just seems like a little flick of dust that needs to be removed. No pun
0: intended on that, right?
1: I don't understand. I don't understand why they would put this movie at this point. We should have been done after the last one.
0: I feel like you want to be done with this.
1: Oh, is that what you think? I think
0: that's what it is. So, well, maybe this is just going to be a nice palate cleanser after, after avengers endgame which sure. was a giant movie
1: we aren't going to get any of the fun father son stuff with
0: iron man because he dead that's true that's true i don't know how you're gonna how you i really don't know how you're gonna feel about this movie i saw it one time in the theater and i can kind of remember what i thought about it we also were on a conversation with a uh, question asker nick last night and he basically says it sucks Mm-hmm. So he kind of spoiled it for you with his opinion. Mm-hmm. So that might be painting you a little bit. You're painting your idea of this a little bit too, right?
1: No, well, no. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be an entertaining movie. It's just <laughs> that I, th- I think its placement in the MCU is kind of strange. But maybe it'll all make sense to me but after th- we watch. But
0: the aftermath of, this, of Avengers Endgame. It's going to be interesting to at least see what happens to the world mm-hmm. post-Avengers, right? True.
1: Do you think they're going to have a funeral for Black Widow?
0: <laughs> you think they should cut, get around to it in this movie?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they they completely passed over that.
0: You would hope they would, but no, I think Maybe they're just completely really forget.
1: Dead.
0: It's possible. Well, I guess well, we'll find out.
1: Also, Tom Holland never does. He ever age? He's just like eternal baby face.
0: I, well, that, the poster that we're looking at, it does look a bit Photoshop to me. It like looks it looks so... almost like a mannequin.
1: He looks like he's 13 years old.
0: He's a young looking guy, but you also see that Nick Fury is prominent. I see Nick Fury,
1: and he's always great. Jake Gyllenhaal. What don't you like about Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't know. I had some sort of, when I saw him on this poster, I had sort of a negative reaction.
0: Why? I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal is a very good actor. I know.
1: He's amazing. I don't know what's wrong with me.
0: So what do you think Jake Gyllenhaal's role will be in this?
1: Well, it looks like he's got a balled-up fist with some power coming off of it. And
0: Do you think your theory holds up about the star, random star coming oh, into this, a movie? The
1: random star coming in is always the bad guy. Yeah. yeah I That's what you think? He's probably the okay. bad guy. Mm-hmm. You're
0: probably right on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a fabulous actor. It's interesting that you had that reaction because I see Jake Gyllenhaal and... I go. I get excited because he's a. He's just good. He's good in everything he does.
1: I don't know why I. I yeah, I don't know what. I don't hmm. know what's wrong with me.
0: Well, I guess we'll find out <laughs> if your instinct on all of this is correct. Are you ready to do this?
1: <laughs> I think I'm ready. All
0: right. We're going to watch Spider-Man: Far From Home, starring Tom Holland, Samuel L. Jackson, Jake Gyllenhaal, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Zendaya. Jacob Battleone and J.B. Smoove and directed by John Watts. You ready? I am ready. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, we are back from watching We're back. Spider-Man. We're back. And uh, yeah, it's definitely not the scale of the Avengers Endgame.
1: That's not your new number one?
0: <laughs> no, it's not my new number one. Oh. I, can, I can spoil that much.
1: Oh, I <laughs> thought it was going to be your new number <laughs> but one. But where is
0: it going to be? Mm. We shall find out. Mm. Uh, but this is, a l- actually this is probably, I would say it's a it's not a big scale movie as far as like well Avengers of course nothing's going to beat the scale of the Avengers but I'd say this was actually larger scale than the last Spider-Man movie yes wouldn't you say yes that was very small scale Mm-hmm. so anyway um we're going to talk about all I mean, of this w-
1: in terms of special effects well no
0: no just i mean when you think about the consequences i mean this one seemed to have kind of bigger consequences for the world where the last one was just vulture who was a weapons oh. dealer essentially sure. <laughs> so it was on a sure. larger scale yeah uh, different kind of villain gotcha. mm-hmm. so okay well let's do this before we get into our conversation why don't we do our 24 word poetry (laughs) synopsis yes um you want to start sure all right go for it
1: spider-man just wants to be a kid but there's a new threat fine he'll help makes rookie mistake saves world gets his first kiss yeah, I like
0: your angle. Mine's very boring. I realized when I was writing, it, like, oh, this is like the, I went, took the boring route. You took a good route. You, you included good stuff. Well,
1: let's hear the boring route.
0: All right. This is like a really, this is like, this is like a dry summary. So here we go. School trip. Elementals attack Venice. Mysterio and Spider-Man save the day. Mysterio, a bitter ex-Stark employee attacks London. Spider-Man saves friends. Peter loves MJ yeah, oh, yeah oh, no, no, fair no. That's no, fair. It was That's a good. totally fair thing. <laughs> oh, you're a terrible person. No, but,
1: but you correct. did a better job summarizing it. We have 24 words. I just grabbed the stuff i felt like what i would maybe i'm better at be poetry than you You
0: probably well for sure you're better than that and you probably would look better in a little beret and a turtleneck
1: (laughs) could we wear our dirty hipster clothes absolutely okay cool
0: i think we should because
1: why would we change out of our jammies at this point
0: i have not been out of these jammies since christmas Uh, oh i know it's getting pathetic it's really sad have you washed them no. Okay. No. Cool. No, you. Well, I bought another pair so I wouldn't have to wash the first mm-hmm. pair mm-hmm. so I can divide up the right. filth.
1: Uh, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sure.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, well, before we get to the movie, let's do some fun facts. Spider-Man Far From Home was released on July 2nd, 2019, and was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers and directed once again by John Watts, who has also been tapped to direct the Fantastic Four reboot. Hmm. Do you know anything about the Fantastic Hmm. Four? No, not really. So it's a really famous property in the Marvel Universe that they have not done correctly yet in the movies Mm -hmm. there was the first fantastic four movie which was well there was actually i think there's actually four fantastic four movies the first one was like a b movie ridiculous not good at
1: all okay what year was that
0: i don't know what year that came out but it was directed by roger corman and you know he was he was a very schlocky director the next two had the same cast but they were really bad and then they tried to do another reboot And it was really, really, really bad. So they just have not gotten it right. Um,
1: Trying to think of when they did. Okay, 2015 was the last time they did it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was like it was very bad, very, very bad. Opening weekend, Spider-Man: Far From Home made 92.6 million dollars domestically. It made 390.5 million dollars worldwide. 1.13 billion dollars, which is number eight in the MCU and the number 25 movie of all time. It's the first Spider-Man movie to pass the billion dollar mark.
1: Huh. Yep. Number 8 in the MCU. Yeah, it did
0: really well. It did very well and it made a, it had a reported budget of 160 million dollars.
1: Again, I think I think it's moment it's the momentum building. Like if this yeah. movie had been first, yeah, or 7th, I don't just think don't think it would
0: have been successful. Well, I mean, you look at the early movies I, until the, the Avengers was very big, but the ones before that weren't huge.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, at this point there's going to be a certain amount of attention just simply because there's a lot of people paying attention.
0: Yeah, and this came out about two and a half months after Avengers Endgame, so people still wanted to see another movie. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so there was momentum there. Uh, as far as reviews, Spider-Man Far From Home received a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audiences gave the film... An A. Correct. Critics praised the performances and the chemistry of the entire cast, including all of the supporting players. Critics also liked that it was a lower-stakes movie with a lighter, much more comedic tone, something very much needed after the huge scale of Avengers Endgame. Other critics didn't like it for some really weird reasons. Here are some quotes that came from that. It cannot let the Iron Man franchise go. The romance is buried under Iron Man 4. There's too much happening. There's not enough happening. And my favorite quote, Spider-Man Far From Home, even with its charming subplot of teen love and angst, is just another superhero movie in a world where I need Captain No More to save me from seeing another film in the genre. Wow. Harsh. A little harsh. J.K. Simmons reprises his role as J. Jonah Jameson from the earlier Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films the producers approached simmons as late as possible before the film was released to keep the information away from fans simmons then received the blessing from sam raimi who directed the McGuire spider-man films to be in this movie is this possibly part of the multiverse also as i mentioned before raimi is set to direct the next doctor strange movie so that's who that was at the end of the movie uh jake when that, that reporter that showed up on the screen that's jk simmons Okay. He pl- and he plays J. Jonah Jameson. He was actually in the original Spider-Man films.
1: All right. Gotcha. So,
0: so maybe mm-hmm. multiverse kind of thing going on here mm-hmm. where he's coming back into mm-hmm. this world. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see. Earth-616 is where the main storylines of the comics and the movies take place. Mysterio also references Earth-833, which is a reference to where Spider-Man UK is from. So a multiverse is being hinted at here, but the idea is kind of discarded once we know Mysterio is a con man. Right. But still, they're hinting toward it. Yes. It's interesting. Yes. The star of the first Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, hurt his back in 1999 while filming Seabiscuit. Maguire threatened to pull out of Spider-Man 2, probably more as a ploy, to get more money and nothing to do with his back. Sony went ahead and cast his replacement, who was... Jake Gyllenhaal. Maguire's agents panicked and Maguire continued to play Spider-Man for two more movies.
1: Hmm. Mm, Interesting.
0: The initials on Peter's suitcase say BFP, which is a reference to Ben Parker, Peter's uncle. Uncle Ben's death has been inferred but not discussed in these Marvel movies. Also, Peter's passport lists his birthday as August 10th. Spider-Man's first appearance was in Amazing Fantasy number no. 15 on August 10th, 1962. Oh, wow. So Ben Parker was his uncle, Aunt May's husband. And in the other Spider-Man movies, they actually show him how he dies and how he tells Spider-Man that with great power comes great responsibility. So these
1: are little Easter eggs that were. Yeah. I did notice the initials on the briefcase, but I thought that i had seen the b wrong and it was actually or the p wrong and oh, okay. saw it as a b but it actually was a b yes okay yep
0: the first word of dialogue suggests that fury and hill are scrolls as established in captain marvel everyone calls him fury a gaff that reveals talus's true identity when he greets fury in the elevator is nick the very first spoken word in this movie is hill addressing fury as nick mm. so it was given away right away i didn't catch it i i wouldn't have noticed unless I saw, right. unless I read this. So anyway, those are the fun facts. So let's talk about this last movie, Gina. Yeah. Number 23. Number the 23. The final discussion for at least a while of any of these movies.
1: Right. Well, I mean, we're going to have a final, final discussion That's in our true. last episode. That's true. But yes, this is our final movie watch in this in this podcast. Is this like season one? I don't
0: know. This is the end of season one. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Or maybe or maybe it's, yeah. Well, the next thing will be, well, it'll be like when they have like The Bachelor and they'll do the whole season, but then they'll have the, the after show where everybody comes back and they discuss the whole season.
1: Right. Well, this is where we would release our behind the scenes footage and our blooper reel. Right. But are those ready yet?
0: I'm not doing a blooper reel. I'm not going back.
1: I wanted you to do a blooper reel. It would
0: be horrifying.
1: It would be so fun. It's not
0: like a funny blooper reel like when you watch like Anchorman or something where the bloopers are actually funnier than the movie. Mm,
1: (laughs) So, fine.
0: Before we take the dive into the movie, we should talk about our MVP. Sure. Do you have one?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I was trying to I was kind of trying to decide between two So why don't you go for, Well, I'll go first Why don't you go
0: first Because I don't really have one You don't? No oh. Not that I can think of off the top yeah, of my head Yeah,
1: I just I mean I you know, I, 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 believe in the first Spider-Man Ned was my MVP And yeah. I really enjoyed him again But I think I'm going to go with MJ Yeah I really I liked the I just The deadpan You know Aspect to her character And just the way that Everybody plays off of her I, I Yeah, I think she's great I think she's I do a too. solid character. I do,
0: too. I like how she was introduced in the first movie, but I like that they flush her out a bit in this one. Yeah, they one. didn't
1: do a ton with her in the first no. movie. But uh, you could tell that something was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Plus, she's an absolutely. actress with one name. Zendaya. And that's always a thing.
0: <laughs> is it? Who else has got one name? We'll share.
1: Well, I think you... But I'm, what I'm saying is you only use one name if you're a certain level of big. Oh, like, you can't just break into the industry with your one name, name.
0: I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did did Cher come in as Cher? Or was she Cher Bono?
1: Well, that's a that's a good question.
0: <laughs> I really don't know.
1: I get, well, and Madonna.
0: Yeah, Madonna. Okay, so I'm wrong.
1: Uh, Never mind. Just I'm completely that theory wrong. Out. Forget it.
0: Uh, no, I want to say that as far as not having an MVP necessarily off the top of my head, it's not because there weren't some great things in this movie. I actually think the cast is very good in this movie because there's part of me that wants to just give it a tie to all the teenagers in the cast because I think they're all great.
1: You just didn't think there was one standout.
0: No, well, if there was, and if I'm going to pick a standout, just because I really do appreciate him as an actor, I did like Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. I like Mysterio. I think Mysterio's a cool villain because it's so different. Uh, And I think I like seeing Jake Gyllenhaal in this kind of role. Because he's usually, I mean, he's a very good actor, and this one, I, I, kind of enjoyed him chewing the scenery a bit in this movie. Very, enjoyed him what? Like chewing the scenery, like a bit over the top. Oh, I enjoyed that. I mm-hmm. think, and it looked like he was actually having a really good time playing this character. Mm-hmm. And okay. I kind of enjoyed that. And I think I liked him more this time watching it than I did the first time. Not that I disliked it. I just enjoyed him. I, okay. thought, I, I liked his whole scheme. I liked his, I liked his motivations. I, I like that they tie in the Tony Stark stuff and and also okay. showing that there is a, the the aftermath of this world after Tony Stark and he's kind of taking advantage of that.
1: Right. So completely, I enjoyed it.
0: So I would say for this one, I'd say Mysterio or excuse me, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. or Quentin Beck, whatever his name is. Okay. So that's my MVP. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the movie. Yes. Um, again, it's it's uh, it's I mean it's a Spider-Man movie, right? I mean it's I don't know it's it's definitely different than a lot of the other movies. I think. A, whether you like it or not, it's going to depend on how much you really like Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I. You know, It's interesting. A couple of the things that you had in the fun facts were comments that I was going to make. Mm-hmm. And while I don't, I wouldn't say that I completely agree with the people who were panning the movie. I did write down Iron Man Hangover. Okay. Interesting. I wrote interesting. that down. It, I, this felt like an Iron Man Hangover to me. Okay. Um, not so much. I mean... I, re- I realized that they probably felt they needed to, mm-hmm. they needed to reference him. And, you know, obviously he was the mentor for, for Peter Parker, but it just, the whole movie just kind of felt like an Iron Man hangover. Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I can see why people would say that. I guess I didn't feel it in the same way. I felt more like Iron Man and Tony Stark is such an important character in Peter's life that he's truly being affected by his loss and i think it was a way for for spider-man story to move forward it's like yeah the iron man believes in him he's kind of the future of the avengers and here's his chance to shine
1: yeah i guess i mean I, i i definitely the iron man believing in him and him carrying on and using the technology that that's all great i just I don't feel that Spider-Man has Spider Spider-Man Spider-Man Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Jim Spider-Man Jim Spider-Man. Uh, I don't feel Spider-Man has been a big enough character, an important enough character for us to just completely swallow. Okay, he's the one. He's going to mm-hmm. be the leader. We need the next Iron Man. I I'm more of the okay. We've got a lot of really cool superheroes here. Right. We, the the whole idea of the Avengers is we have a team. Right. Why does it have to just be one? white male boss well okay okay I mean that's one
0: way to look at it I guess Um, but I mean I I think Tony Stark in the first Spider-Man movie said something I need you to be better than me and I think this was the movie. This, this is a continuation of that yeah. story. No, I get, I get that. But it's I also not... understand what you're saying and what the critics were saying as far as this being kind of an Iron Man. I like the Iron Man hangover reference. That's actually a really good way of putting it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but were there things you liked about the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yes. And I... Um, let's see. the. So the multiverse was one of the things I wrote down just because, of course, at first I was thinking, oh, this is where they introduced the multiverse. But yeah. nope. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Um, but, but I did... I, I liked the... The I liked the illusion tech. Yeah, I liked the, yes. the, what they did with the world. It was something different than mm-hmm. we've seen. And it kind of made, I mean, it definitely made you think it was a little mind boggling. Like when Peter was trying to realize that it's fake and yet still go forward and try to destroy the drones or try to fight Mysterio. It was, it was a little, yeah, it was mind boggling. Yeah. But it was really cool. And they sort of morphed the two worlds a couple times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I I thought that was neat. Um, I liked, so I I thought the concept with the, the, what they did with the five-year break, the five-year blip, they called it. The blip, yeah. I liked what they did with that. I thought it was interesting how they opened with Aunt May doing a fundraiser for the people who were displaced during the blip. Because yeah, like if you really think about it, of course that would happen. Half the These population's were been gone. gone. They, were, been, yeah. they were gone, and the world you know, redefined itself for five years. I was thinking to myself. That would be a huge
0: problem, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about that as far as people being gone for five years. The world adjusts. And that means the economies adjust, adjust yeah. the, the food supply, everything that that, and all of a sudden jobs, they're, they're back.
1: Housing. What do you do?
0: Mm-hmm. It you would know. be a
1: massive problem. It's a disaster. So I thought that was cool that they identified that as a massive problem. Right. Um, I mean, they could have done a little more with it, but yeah.
0: I did like also, just to go along with that, I, I, and I love the way you looked at me right at the beginning of the movie where they're playing Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was so funny when you looked at like, what is happening here? <laughs> You're like,
1: just just wait. Just wait. For, just let it happen. <laughs> and it was a great
0: moment, though. It was really funny. Just, it just turns out it school, was school news, essentially. School
1: announcements. I was, I was very concerned. It was so funny. I was very concerned. Yeah. Um, and then Aunt May is also just, you know, she had some funny, she always has some funny little lines and the Peter Tingle thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's great. It's I liked great.
0: it. Um, Marissa me is fantastic.
1: Yeah. I really like her. Well, I mean, they haven't done a ton with her in either of these movies. But, but almost but like
0: just enough.
1: Because yeah. what they
0: usually do in the Spider-Man movies, Aunt May is actually a, an issue because... They find out who Spider-Man is, and they find out who Aunt May is, and the villains go after Aunt May. They haven't really done that in these movies. Right. It, maybe it's because it's cliche they did it in all the other ones, but that's usually something that happens.
1: I mean, I'm not super familiar with the other movies, but a couple of times you've mentioned it seemed like they had played out some of those stories so much. Mm-hmm. The origin story and maybe the Aunt May story, they really have tried to go a different direction yes. with it, which is good and yep. keeps people interested. Um, one of my favorite things, I think, about the movie was I, I liked the – the dilemma that they created that existed between him wanting to just be a kid, be a teen, and then him needing to be a superhero and yeah. how, you know, he was really struggling, right? I mean, he, he just wanted to go on the class trip and he didn't want to have to help. And then, oh, now I'm going to have to help, but I still, but then I want to buy a necklace for the girl I like. And, you know, it was that constant angst, which I thought was, I, I like the way that they, they handled it very well. Yeah. Being a I teenager. Thought- yeah. It's handled very well in this movie. I thought they did a good job with that. I did like, I liked the twist mm-hmm. uh, where, I mean, I had a feeling that something was going to be up with Jake Dylan Hall, but I wasn't expecting it to be what it was.
0: I was wondering if you were going to think that maybe, because he beat the elemental and kind of went inside the elemental, the fire elemental, and destroyed him from the inside, I was thinking, I wonder if Gene is going to think that somehow he absorbed the fire elemental's powers and becomes evil that way or something. You know, just something strange you like that. You know, that
1: that was one of the fleeting thoughts that <laughs> rolled through my yeah. odd brain. The whole thing felt... The Mysterio with that round spaceman-looking, like retro spaceman-looking helmet, it all felt a bit contrived. Sure. So when it took the twist, I was like, oh, okay. And it
0: also, your theory, was correct again.
1: Well. Yeah, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal shows up, and when there's, there's a star. when there's a pretty big star who yep. who shows up in one of these movies, they are the villain. Yes. And there Almost you go. without exception. Is <laughs> are there any exceptions?
0: Not that I can think of off the top of my head.
1: Um, one other thing I thought was interesting, did you see the nod to Carrie?
0: Which no. Remember I, the
1: movie Carrie? I don't
0: think I did. Yeah, I know I mean I've seen Carrie, but I don't know if I remember how it ends? Oh, the the hand coming out of the coffin? When the, the hand coffin? comes out of the yes. grave. Yes, I and do they remember did
1: that. a they did a very carrie esque scene in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I don't know if there's anything to that, but they did a kind of a
0: cool tie to the to Endgame, too, where they are just the old Avengers movies where, where Happy tries to throw the shield. Oh, yes. <laughs> and there's a the part where uh, Spider-Man... Has what is it? He take he also pulls up the shield and has like like the the mace and starts spinning it around like when Captain America picks it.
1: There was a there was a fight scene where he was using the it wasn't at the Tower Bridge sign and he was using it as a shield and it felt like a very Captain America. (laughs) It was very cool. Yeah, and that so that was cool. I mean, I think if there had been more of a blend of scenes with Captain America and maybe some things with um, I mean. Can we also remember Black Widow? Um, you know, maybe if they had shared sort of the vignettes, it wouldn't have felt so much like an Iron Man hangover if there had been a little more of that. Sure. Because I think that is sweet to remember. I mean, we lost three really big characters. That's true. So. That's true. So anyway, what are some things that you liked about the movie? I,
0: I thought the cast was fantastic. I liked everybody in, in it. I think it's such a fun cast. I, I like that they brought in Jon Favreau and he's in this again. Uh, he's Happy Hogan's a great character. He's a lot of fun. He's got nice comic timing. I mean, Jon is a good comic actor, right. so it worked out very well. Again, Mariso T- Tomei was fantastic. Uh, Tom Holland is so good. He's he just a great actor. He's got Spider-Man's mannerisms down so well. Just that geekiness, nerdiness, but also the, the teen angst. He plays it so well. Same with Ned. Ned is such a great sidekick, and I love his little romance with um, Betty. (laughs) It's just this ridiculous thing that happens over a trip where they they fall in love and fall out of love. Hey, (laughs) babe. It was just so stupid and funny. It It was was great. Yeah, it was Uh, very silly. Empty's such a solid character, really good. I enjoyed seeing Nick Fury and, and Maria Hill. I liked seeing them in this, mm-hmm. even though it turns out wasn't really them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the I liked that twist; that was a lot of fun. That was cool. Uh, the finds, we find out Nick Fury's out in space; he's actually helping the Kree out on their planet.
1: Yeah,
0: pretty cool. Yeah, so that was all really fun. I enjoyed the the comedy in this movie is really good. Very funny moments. I, I laughed several times in this movie. You did. Yeah, it's. I mean, just like I said the the opening scene with Whitney Houston made me laugh because it's just so silly and it's handled like high school <laughs> would handle it mm-hmm. so really well done on that. Uh, there's just there's just a lot of really good moments. Oh, the other moment that wasn't as funny but handled so well. I shall just say this overall, just the whole kind of John Hughes vibe. Of this movie, mm-hmm. with the teenagers. You mentioned that before uh, with, with the other with movie. The other one, yeah. I still think they they maintain that a bit, but they're also the characters are maturing a little bit. Because uh, John Hughes, I mean, we know what those movies are like. They're also, we've talked about this, little racist and rapey, little and bit weird. You think? Yeah, I mean, they are, but they all, but uh, they also capture sometimes a little bit of the heart of being a teenager. Right. Which is what we try to remember about John Hughes movies, and not the other things. But don't watch those again; it'll disappoint
1: you every time. Uh, but there was a beautiful maybe watching those and and with a oh critic with a critical eye oh and evaluating them. Oh
0: my god! Oh, I don't know if I can do it. Watching sure. them
1: with current teenagers.
0: Oh, maybe. That, that would be an interesting that thing. That would be interesting.
1: Somebody who has teens in their home now should do a podcast like that. Yeah. That'd be a good idea.
0: Well, it's almost like a focus group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Uh, what I was gonna say is the, the that scene at the near the end of the movie after Spider Man finally defeats Beck and it's him and MJ and they have their kiss. It's adorable. It's, a, it's such a lovely moment. First, and,
1: they have two super awkward packs and yeah. then they do sort of a real normal kiss. It's so awkward <laughs> it so cute. and cute. great.
0: And then just, it's like, well, okay, well, I got to go. Yeah, me too. Okay. It was just so well done. Yes. I love that moment. And uh, that's one of those things that I think they did well in this movie. But I think one thing that's hard with Spider-Man movies, and I think this was the other one too, is... I do like the action scenes, but it's the, these more human moments are the parts that I really love. I love the interactions with Happy and and, and Spider-Man and, right. you know, and Peter and his aunt and and MJ. I just, I love those moments. I, and honestly, I could just watch the Peter Parker story and I think it'd be a great movie. And, we and you know, <laughs> Spider-Man is great. I, I really enjoy the action, but compared to the other stuff, right. it just kind of pales in comparison. What are some of the things that you did not like about the movie, Gina?
1: I thought some of the humor was good. Okay. But I thought that some of the humor was just cheap humor that didn't oh. work. Um, when Ned was snoring, when Ned oh. when Ned was put to sleep and he was snoring, I thought that That's that was... That's not for just... us,
0: though. That's for the kids.
1: Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and then uh, when when Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio says, uh, how many lemonades have you had? Is that also for the kids? Well, I don't...
0: I. I don't. I, those are things that I guess I don't pick up on that don't really bother me, but I understand if. They well, bothered. it's not
1: that it bothered me. I just yeah. thought I thought compared to some the humor in a lot of the other movies and and sure. come, some of the humor we've come to expect, it's just a little. It okay. just fell a little flat. It was cheap. It was okay. just cheap, easy humor. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> That's so. There was <laughs> that. Um, I had a little bit of a problem. But, you know, Peter has been, and and now that we've talked about it and, and I'm remembering that, yeah, he is a teen and he's he's struggling with growing up. Maybe, maybe I'm going to rethink this, but he seemed a little more hapless that moment when he first put the glasses on and he wanted to stop whoever that other kid who had taken the picture of him with his pants down when he was trying oh, to sure. change into the suit. And he... He wanted to stop him from sending that picture to MJ. Right. And he said, She said, Oh, is he, is he a target? And he's like, Yeah, 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 he's the target. And then all of a sudden, the they were sending the drone or the missiles right, were going right. to go after him. And it just seemed like more of a rookie mistake than he would have made. Okay. It made him seem a little more bumbly than, I mean, I, I thought, I think more of him than that. Yeah. That so makes sense. that wasn't super believable yeah. to me. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. So, in the end, I, I liked him. I thought I liked him in the role, but I really wasn't liking him at the beginning. Okay. And I don't know if it's because that whole... Mysterio spaceman thing was feeling over the top to me, mm-hmm. but I thought it he, he was feeling like a total miss to me in the okay, role at the beginning. Yeah. And then, but then by the end, I was like, okay, then I really liked it. Yeah, so I yeah. had a, yeah, it'd, I'd be interested because you said you liked him more this time than the first mm-hmm. time you saw it. I did. So I think I might like him in it a lot more yes. next time. And it's not that I didn't like him in the role, it's just I had such a change of heart throughout yeah. it. So that was kind of strange. Sure. The other thing that bothered me a little bit was just, I think it's the mom and me, you know, they were schlepping those kids all over Europe and terrible catastrophes were happening, like destruction and, and death and, and villains and buildings being ruined. And then, okay, let's pack up and jump on the plane and go to the next city. I mean, at some point the teachers need to take these kids home.
0: They're in danger. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I I hear what you're saying. I realize they were trying to get them out of there, but they were easily followed.
1: Well, but then let's go now. Let's go to Paris. Now let's go to Berlin. Oh, let's go to London. Sure. Yeah, I got you. No.
0: No, I I mean they were trying to do that, but it's they knew where they were going. They were tracking them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I hear you. Yes.
1: I'm starting to feel like. You're here to defend this movie. No, I'm not
0: defending it. I just, I'm laughing because it's, I, I, these are things that I guess I don't, didn't even dawn on me. It's yeah. kind of funny.
1: Um, and then my final one is just, and it's just a moment, but when Ned and Betty, was that his, his love interest? Ned and Betty were on that Ferris wheel mm-hmm. and, you know, they were in peril and all of the, All of a sudden, there was no one else on the Ferris wheel. We had been in a crowded Mm -hmm. carnival setting, and all of a sudden, it was just Ned and Betty. Where was everyone else?
0: Were there other people on the Ferris wheel before that? I honestly don't remember. I really don't. I'm not asking that as... It
1: seemed like it. It seemed like it was a crowded carnival setting, and then all of a sudden, they were the only ones stuck on there, and it just felt a little contrived and obvious. Okay. So Yeah. That's it. That makes sense. That's all.
0: Yeah, uh, I was. I did think of something that uh, there was one thing that I I did, and I think it's along the lines of where you were talking about uh, Peter being a little bit hapless, like more more hapless than maybe you would think he would be by now. And it was when he was so willingly gave the glasses over to yeah to Beck, and that just seemed like a very much that was very much a it was along the lines of Beck's plan had to work perfectly for this to go for all this to go right and the fact that one of the things that had to happen was peter had to give these glasses
1: to him Uh, yeah that part i didn't really
0: understand right
1: and to quote nick fury bitch please you've been in space
0: (laughs) right right exactly (laughs)
1: i mean he he literally has gone next level with all the avengers and then all of a sudden it was like
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think if there's one it's a thing, weak. Yeah, it's one of those things that bothers me, I think, in general with a lot of movies where everything has to work perfectly for something to happen. That's was my biggest problem with Endgame where we talk about that one in fourteen million, 14 million or whatever. It's like Come on. There's got to be other ways. <laughs> right. What? You're saying Iron Man's the only one that could sacrifice himself in this whole scenario and it would have worked, you know? Right. Or even when we were talking about my biggest problem with Avengers, or not Avengers, excuse me, Captain America Civil War, where the bad guy had that a very elaborate plan where specific things had to happen just right. And if anything wouldn't have worked, then this whole plan wouldn't have worked. Yes. It was, it was a little ridiculous. And usually it, I can overlook it. It's like, whatever. It served the greater good of the movie. And these, I I just, I kind of believe that they don't need to do that. There's got to be a better way to do this. Right, right. Um, Maybe it would have made the movie longer. I mean, this was a two hour and 10 minute long movie. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to go a little longer if they can make something a little more interesting. And I don't know that those are one of those nitpicks where they actually do kind of, they linger in my brain. So that was something I didn't like. Um, Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a big thing. Also, I just, I don't know if the story's that strong. It's just, I don't know how interested I was in this story compared to a lot of the other movies. It's still a fun movie. Uh, and we'll talk about the rankings in just a second. In fact, we can segue into those right now if we sure. really want to. Um, yeah, that's we can actually go right into it. Okay. Uh, just talk about where we're at. Sure. Uh, since I'm talking about it already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When I was thinking about the Spider-Man movies overall, my big thing is, did I like this more or less than the first Spider-Man movie? Mm -hmm. The first one I ranked at number 16, and I think I like this one a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Uh, And not for any real big reasons. They're both solid movies. I just... I, I think... This is just not my kind of superhero movie as much as other movies are. Okay. I don't know why because I know other people love the Spider-Man movies and they rank them probably top five, top ten, really like them. At least the first one. I don't know. This, Nick says this one sucked. I don't think it sucked. Uh, but I would say… Do you think he
1: was being serious?
0: I don't know. Probably. Because, yeah, I don't know if he was. But I would say this is number… I put it at number 17 because I still like it better than Thor. Um, so I'm going to put it right below Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 17.
1: Okay. It is going to be my new number twenty.
0: Number twenty. So it is
1: just below Ant Man and the Wasp okay. and above Thor.
0: Yes. So this is this wasn't a, a hit for you.
1: No, I mean, but again, you know, I didn't hate any of the movies.
0: No, it's the same thing for me. It's not that I hate, because I, I don't hate this. It's just a lower, it's in the lower rung.
1: And honestly, if if we took the last, I, I guess if we took the last six to eight movies and I rewatched them, I who knows how I would sort them out. I mean, several of these were very early, so that's true. Yeah, so. and this,
0: and it's it gets mushy.
1: I mean, other than the top There's the mushy ten, middle really... and there's the mushy sort of end yeah. to the mushy bottom.
0: Yeah, and like you said. The I mean, muck, the mucky bottom. <laughs> we have not watched we have not watched Incredible Hulk or Thor in a really long time. Right. <laughs> so it's who knows what we'd think about them right now. Uh, but it's a really good movie. It's a lot of fun. There are just so many movies that I liked better than it. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah,
1: same. Yeah. Same for me.
0: All right. Uh, anything else we want to add about this movie?
1: No, I think that that's it. Uh, I'm going to say, because you haven't said it, that if you haven't been listening for the Charlie Bark, <laughs> oh, Jesus, you should go right. back and listen for oh, the Charlie my God. Bark. That's right. Because somewhere in this episode, Charlie, who is our own Stan Lee, is going to have a Bark. And if you send us, when you heard that Bark, you can win some fabulous swag. Should and we I? still have...
0: Oh, we have Glasses. Right, pint glasses? We have pint glasses, MGU
1: pint glasses, we have one coffee mug and we have a tote bag. So maybe I'll just put the Charlie Bark in right after. sometime after
0: this. Conversation. Maybe just put it right now to make it really easy <laughs> yeah, for r- people. Right now. Right now, whatever the timestamp is now, there's a bark.
1: Actually, if you're still listening at all, yeah, just go ahead and Doesn't even matter. tell us you want we some don't, swag. We, don't care. <laughs> we, we we need to get rid of it. We don't want it all. But even though this is coming to an end, uh, you know, these are out there and it has been a really fun project. Right. And it has been.
0: It's been a blast.
1: For pe- for people who haven't watched all the movies or who've never seen any of the movies, like was the case for me, Right. or even if you have seen all of them many times, it's it's fun to go through them in order and just sort of re-experience it. So... Yeah, it's
0: and, been a blast for me going through all these movies. Yeah, Just so, seeing them again and just getting a different perspective, I... We'll talk about what we're going to do for our final episode, at least our final episode for now. Right. Uh, but should we talk about that now?
1: Well, I don't think we know for sure, do we? Have well, we decided? We have, decided?
0: Guy, we have a, some ideas, but one thing we want to do is we are we are going to go over our lists as far as our, our overall rankings right. at the end, because I did make a list of where I ranked these movies before I started this project. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious because I, I have not looked at this I list. I can't wait to see your list. I not looked at it. And we, I want to see where these this movie all these movies compare now compared to what they were then because there's some movers on here i'm pretty sure well you have
1: more more than once probably half a dozen times you've said i had a very different experience with this movie yeah. this time than i did last time captain
0: marvel is the one i'm really thinking of right now yeah. Where i went oh yeah. my gosh yeah. this is really great uh and Old oh, guardians too. Right. So uh, we're going to definitely talk about that. We have some other ideas brewing. Uh, We might ask on some of you to help out here because we want to hear maybe your top five. And so we might, we, we know some of you, all you listeners, we might bug you a little bit, have you send a listen or maybe record something. We're going to have some fun with this last episode. Yeah, we're just going to, we're, we're not going to do, well, we have no 24 word synopsis to do. Mm-mm. We have to look at any posters. I
1: suppose we could do a beat poetry about our experience doing this <laughs> podcast. Do that. But that just seems so narcissistic. Seems ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so that's going to be our last episode. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? I think that'll do it. All right. Well, until next time, this has been the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I'm Michael.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: See you next time.
1: Goodbye.